Hey guys, Liam Duggan here, captain of the Four Wheel Drive Podcast. We're driven by the Shelter Brewing Co. and are a part of Backchat Studios. You can support us on Patreon where you can get bonus content and episodes before everybody else. Head to patreon.com forward slash the Four Wheel Drive Podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to the Four Wheel Drive Podcast, driven by Shelter. That's music by the Southern River Band. Let it ride. Uh, we are the Four Wheel Drive Podcast over on Instagram and all our episodes over on Backchat YouTube. Uh, Ronnie, we're joined by Matt and Holly from Overland Travellers. Um, thank you very much for joining us, guys. Yeah, How are you going? Late in the day. Hello, that's okay. Yeah. We're ready for this. <laughs> yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long one, Ronnie, for, for yourself. I'm sure Matt and Holly are... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, I've seen it all today as well. It's been um, a big day. I've done two episodes and I'm, I'm cooked yeah, somehow well, myself. But um, Yeah, mate, it's, it, it, it gets you, eh? Yeah. Like, um, and I can tell in your voice, Matt. You, you <laughs> uh, it's all good. I reckon I've just got enough to uh, get this podcast <laughs> just, just done. 20 minutes no, I'm more than happy to... <laughs> I've loved chatting to people about board. Driving and yeah, getting into it and everything. So yeah, uh, beautiful. Um, found the show all right. Second day. Yeah, it's been good. It's been really good meeting people. Um, obviously, it's a bit different this year because we've got our new car on display and it's got its new fit out and stuff. And we just yep. came back from a massive trip, so it's good to talk to people about that and uh, people who've watched our series. So yeah, yeah. It's good. Awesome. be a lot of interest in it. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. Yep. People asking about the canning a lot, yeah, or Tanami, which one most? The canning, definitely yeah. the canning. So that was like our, that at the moment is the only thing we have on YouTube from our travels for this year. Um, we ended up getting nine episodes from a 16 day trip. So yeah, Very there's right. a lot of chat. And I think it's just, it's a That's pretty, a score. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty bucket list item. Um, a lot of people want to do it. So yes. yeah. yeah. Me included, haven't done it yet. I really want to do it. And I've been picking your brains already. I'm going to pick your brains after this show again. And I'm going to pick your brains during the show. Because <laughs> yeah. I want to do the canning next year. It's an epic trip. And as I said, yeah, nearly 10 episodes for uh, 16, yeah, 16 days travel. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that's what dreams are made of in the YouTube sphere. <laughs> uh, but no, it was just, it was so much variety on the trip. There was so much to do, so much to see. And, you know, it's not all just one big desert. You know, it is different variety in countryside every hour you're just seeing in a completely different area it's it's incredible it's yeah. a awesome trip highly recommend it one thing i liked about the um the what's well, the series so far is what's the um i forget what you call the it daily, daily dance, dance the yeah. daily dance yeah so there's a lot of controversy on the daily dance some people <laughs> like it some people don't like it so to explain what the daily dance is what we did is every day we kind of pinpointed the stupid things that happen in the day um and usually all voted <laughs> and then whoever you know, was voted had to wear a silly hat the next day. Yeah, it was a campfire witch hunt. 
uh, generally. At the end of every day, we'd sit around and we would pretty much say, oh, you said left instead of right today. It would get pretty petty towards the end. Yeah. But generally, it was something stupid like Cam reversed into a tree. He got the dunce, yeah. you know, stuff yeah. like that. It's quite funny because you sit down every night around the campfire and you have this big voting session and, you know, it's a bit of a kangaroo court. And it's, it's funny. It's a fun thing to do, but we filmed it put it in YouTube, uh, the YouTube videos, and we knew some people wouldn't like it, so we actually had a little timer counting it down, oh, and right. still people yeah. complained. I said, in the time it took you to complain, you yeah. could have used the time to <laughs> yeah. step forward. But anyway, YouTube's that's YouTube. Like it's, that. it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it um, is great. Yeah, you must, be, you must be pretty close with those friends, though, to because I, like, I, I feel like I'd get like competitive and heated in that moment. Yeah. Like, if I started getting called out to be the day well, you would be, You'd be a competitive fellow being a footy player and everything. I am, like yeah. That's why I just can't help myself sometimes. My partner hates it, but um, I reckon it would get pretty personal. Yeah, no, it did. I think um, when you're travelling with people, as you would know, Ronnie, you were with people all time. Oh, yes. All the time. Like, even if you're in your vehicle, you're talking to them on the UHF, yeah. you've got lunch, dinner, breakfast with them. Um, so you really need to get along with who you're travelling with. Yeah. Do you also find you, you need that little bit of, of, of time, like, um, like please don't talk on the radio just for the next half an hour? <laughs> I'll obviously want to enjoy. Every the afternoon was very silent on the UHF. Yeah, right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> As the sun's going down. Just yeah, yeah. Up. Everyone's just keen to get to camp yeah. and just to. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. 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 I have quite a funny story. Uh, Adrian sort of managed to. This is one of our travel mates, sorry, that went on a trip with us. Yep. Adrian, he's got a 79, awesome guys, one of our favourite travel buddies. Awesome rig, too. Awesome rig, really good rig. And um, anyway, pretty much he was on the track and he, he was going up a dune and it was a pretty hard dune to get up. There's a bit of a corner around it and I sort of just got up and over and I thought, oh, Adrian's going to struggle here because he's a bit heavier than me. Anyway, he actually ended up going off the track and he didn't turn the corner, he went straight. And I uh, got on the radio because I didn't see him crest and I went, it's like he didn't get in but he actually almost had a bit of an accident and he just was silent on the radio and Ooh. I was like mm, maybe I shouldn't have said that <laughs> sore point hit uh, yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah canning stock route obviously the rest of the series is coming up soon but um for our, I suppose, listeners, um, we haven't really done a lot of guest stuff in the past. So no, no. Maybe um, just well, take us back to yeah. where it started. Want to get to know you guys. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's quite interesting. We were talking to Chris, um, who runs the four-wheel drive show earlier, and we said back in 2017, this was the first four-wheel drive show we came to before we started traveling and touring and doing anything. So our first ever camping trip, we went down the south coast with Matt's brother and sister-in-law. Um, we turned up in my little black Ford Fiesta. We had a psychedelic nice. print tent and an air mattress. We took no food and no water, and we had pretty much no idea what we were doing. Wow. Yeah, so it's pretty surreal being at the show now. Yeah. And uh, a couple of years later, like, you know, talking to people and sort of having, you know, people come up and say good day and they know who you are. Because in 2017, I literally remember being in a little 12-volt electrics tent, losing it over a dual connector Anderson plug. And I was like, holy, look at this. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, so yeah. it's come a long way since then. But yeah. Um, so just, sorry, a little bit of a background. So yeah, Holly and I, we've been on YouTube for a couple of years now under the handle Overland Travellers. Yep. Um, we started off uh, around 2017. Uh, we had a little hand-me-down Hilux from my dad on the farm. And when I realised it was a four-wheel drive, I was like, sweet, we can actually sort of go and do things. Got something, yeah. And uh, we were getting a bit over living in the city. So every weekend we'd sort of go out and camp and we could fit our entire camp set up in our space cab of our Hilux in wow. the back. So the space cab, oh, nothing in the tray. Nothing it was in the tray. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> our whole camp set up, I think it was like three or 400 bucks a gear. And we were doing a couple of months, like travel, like just, just getting out uh, on the weekends with that kind of thing. And I've always been into photography and videography, so decided to start filming it. And I think for two years or a couple of years, we had under 100 subscribers. 
uh, two years and we just kept yeah. going and then we uh, jumped on, did a big lap. We had a really budget rig, really cheap gear. We had the budget canopy and we had the hand-me-down Hilux with 450,000 Ks on it and we went around Australia, kept doing videos and yeah, now I suppose, you know, we built up a bit of a community of like-minded people and we pride ourselves on a high level of production quality in our photography and videography and we'd like to think we're just pretty normal people uh, I would still consider myself a novice when it comes to four wheel driving and touring. That doesn't uh, we're make still me feel learning. great, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. People come up and ask me for advice, and I don't feel like I'm an expert. I just feel like I'm a normal person out yep. there traveling. And Australia is really accessible these you have days. Experience, though. You, you guys have a lot of experience. We do, and I think traveling. Matt sells himself short when he says that. Um, probably, it is now hard to get him out of the driver's seat. But 95, <laughs> or probably 98 percent of the time, Matt is driving, and he's driving. Um, all the four-wheel drive tracks and doing everything. So he actually does have a lot of experience. I started this year um, driving now new Troopy, doing some stuff. So drove a bit on the Canning, did a bit in the Simpson Desert, drove up Big Red. So I feel like it's good for females now to be getting into the four-wheel drive space and doing sure. some stuff yeah. as well. And there's a number of reasons for it too. Like say if something, something did happen to Matt and you couldn't drive the car and say you hadn't done anything, you know. Well, let's just say I think Holly's selling herself a bit short here because... <laughs> Our previous car to our 78 and in between the Hilux was a HJ47. So if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's a, uh, it was a 42-year-old Land Cruiser. We called it Elsie. Uh, no power Kelsey. steering, no aircon, four-speed, <laughs> drum brakes. And uh, Holly was, yeah, four-driving the Simpson Desert with 16 PSI and strong-arming the no power steering around the corners and everything. So she's done pretty well learning to drive in that thing because that was a, a bit of a handful and it actually really... Uh, made us learn how to four-wheel drive properly because you couldn't rely on power, you couldn't rely on technology, you just had to drive it properly. Yep. Yeah, you had to rely on the correct pressures and learning skills along the way. Exactly, That's, and yeah. we called it tractor mode. So a lot of the dunes we did in the old car, we would do first low and literally drive up at a snail's pace, but we would finally get up and over dunes. So we yeah. did that in Big Red. It's quite funny. We've got a video of Matt driving Big Red in tractor mode. Um, I think you dropped the tyres down to like 8 PSI or something, so no air in the tyres, <laughs> and literally crawled up in the video takes almost two minutes for him to get to the ba- from the base <laughs> like to, to crash. It, but he got our first go, so he did well. Oh, that's unreal. Oh my god, so two minutes like to try, try, that, that, that is incredible. I've seen other people try and get up there, and nah, it's two just seconds. not happening. But I'll show you the video after, it's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, um, the name Overland Travelers, how'd you come up with that? It's a good name, too. I, yeah, so believe it or not, it's almost a little bit embarrassing. We'll talk about it oh, though. Yeah. We actually were a different name when we started, and um. I, I've heard people describe when you start something, if you're not embarrassed by your first couple of videos and you started too late, and that's probably the same with podcasts, if you're not embarrassed with your first ones, then... <laughs> so we actually record Via Torm Travels at first. What was I don't that, know sorry? Why I didn't even notice. Far out. Uh, Via Torm Travels. It's some, like, play yeah. on words. So Via Torm actually meant traveller or travels in Latin, I think. Similar uh, to, like, Vagabond or something like that. Right. Anyway... Uh, after a couple of weeks, I was like, this is the stupidest name ever. People like, oh, it's actually embarrassing. Anyway, so we're sitting around a pub uh, a couple of weeks into our lap around Australia. We're in Tassie. And I was like, we need to think of a name that is just super generic. Literally in the title, it needs to describe what we do. And I was like, how about this Overland Travellers? And like, we checked it on YouTube and no one had Overland Travellers. No one had the website. There's nothing. I was like, no Instagram. I was I'm like, surprised. this is yeah. it. I was like, I couldn't believe that like, you know, there's overlanding adventures. There's all these things. There's all the combinations, but just overland travellers, so simple, wasn't taken. We couldn't believe it. So nabbed it there and then at the pub. 
made the Instagram handle, well, changed our name over, did it all there, got the website, did it all there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All good things go to the pub, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly over a few cold ones. Well, we, yeah, yeah we, we, well, we got the four-wheel drive podcast. We just thought that the four-wheel drive podcast. I know, that's podcast, a great name. Um, that explains what you do. A bit like you guys just fell into that. Yeah. We thought it would have been gone for sure. But. We yeah. couldn't believe that the four-wheel drive podcast wasn't taken. I because know. now we are the yeah, four-wheel just, drive yeah. podcast. You are, yep. Um, <laughs> funny. Um, some of the basic stuff. Uh, so, obviously, spoke about Elsie. Um, we asked, we've asked you before, Matt, but um, maybe Holly, old, old versus new. Um, what are you enjoying after your first sort of... So you've, you know, had a little bit of time now in the new 78. Um, yeah, so um, the old car has style. It looks great on Instagram. Um, like, it holds a special place in our hearts, I guess. We would never sell it. Um, but old versus new, I would definitely prefer to travel in the new one. Aircon is just a game changer. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, last year we did six weeks up around the Kimberleys in the old one, and it literally almost broke me. There was a day right. when we made it up to Mitchell Falls, and I was almost in tears because it was hot. Every 20 k's would stop, and something else was broken. So yeah, we we snapped a body mount off, like off the off the chassis. So when we were forward driving, I could feel the body rise up and hit back down in the chassis under my foot. We uh, turned like our bushes, one of our bushes was like silly string coming out the side, radiator surround, radiator shroud snapped off. So we had to strap all that down. Like it was just an actual, a real mission even getting it to its destination. But yep. look, they have style, they're cool. As I said, we would never sell it. The way we actually bought this car is, is a ridiculous story. I was on a uh, gum tree. I don't know what I was looking at. And there was an ad on the side of like an ad within the ad for a car sales, or sorry, Gumtree ad for this old Land Cruiser. And I clicked on it. I always thought they looked cool, but I didn't even know what a HJ47 was. I didn't know what a 2H the diesel was or anything. It was four and a half grand, unregistered. It said it ran. <laughs> I rang him Good up. Start. We were on the East Coast and we flew over East, paid this pretty dodgy dude four and a half grand <laughs> for this car. And then we drove it like 6,000 k's home oh, wow. and we literally pulled a, a mattress out of like a, a dumpster dive to, we put it in the back. <laughs> we went to Kmart, spent about 150 bucks on camping gear and this car, had a, it had a hole in the roof. So on the nullarbor, there was bugs coming in. So we had to put sticky <laughs> tape up to stop bugs coming in. So it was, it was a wild trip, but yeah, we love, we got, we've got it now. So um, but cool old versus guy. new. <laughs> Um, look, the old Hilux, that old thing, uh, so gutless, so slow, but overloaded all around Australia, never had an issue with it. And we probably almost enjoyed that first lap around Australia the most because even though we had a really basic setup, it was new to us and we just quit our jobs. We'd sold everything and, you know, we were out there traveling the country. It was like every day I wasn't going to work, I was getting up. And, you know, what are we going to do today? Every yeah. day is different. Whereas before, I was just getting up and doing the same thing every day. And, yep. you know, it's pretty surreal just knowing that, you know, you're going to be doing this for a couple of months. So that, that was, awesome. was an awesome trip. So yep. first time you're out there, you're just absorbing the experience like a sponge. Yep, yeah, definitely. Those are the ones yep. that stick with you. Yeah, they? they do. Yeah. They do. Yeah, I remember around Robe jumping on the beach. Remember the first time in the Hilux jumping on the beach because I'd never been, never driven the Hilux on sand with the load on the back. So I was like, well, let's see if we can even do it. So I quickly went down to the beach, turned around and then went back. And it was fine, but I was like, ooh, we did it. Yeah, like it's just <laughs> little things. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Silly. Um, oh, that's awesome. So w- would you do, if you, um, say 2017, um, I don't know, things were different. W- would you do all this again, this, all, this whole YouTube thing? Like, do you, do you really enjoy the... I suppose 
putting out the the content for people because it, it is it's quality stuff what you guys are doing and obviously you know videography and and, um, and all yeah. that stuff was was what you guys were into obviously but and you guys are professionals out there doing weddings and all that stuff yeah, you know, yeah. So. I think we would um, I feel like YouTube now is probably a little bit and Instagram a little bit more oversaturated so it's probably yeah. harder to get in it and become noticed but it has given us the freedom to work for ourselves now we now have a media business we film weddings um, financially we're really comfortable so yeah. it's really given us the flexibility to have this lifestyle that we can kind of well, we're, at, we're at our own bosses but we can kind of do almost whatever we want yep. mm. yeah so for me the, the absolute best thing to come out of YouTube was when we quit our jobs and we were travelling around for 12 months, it actually gave me a chance to pick up the camera every day and use it. Yeah. And I had to a, a schedule to follow. Every week I needed to release a video, so I couldn't slacken off. So after 200 videos on YouTube, then we decided, well, we're probably good enough to do weddings now. So that was 200 videos of learning how to shoot, learning how to edit, uh, <laughs> music, pacing, um, and actually releasing to a schedule so we have to edit you know quite quickly yep. edit on the road in pretty odd conditions yeah so after 200 videos we'd pretty much learnt a new skill and we'd upgraded all our camera gear to the point where i was confident to do weddings and we kind of skipped the part where we were crap for weddings and yeah, right. the, we were crap when we were starting the youtube videos so we've got this in-demand skill now and that was the best thing for me if i didn't have that opportunity to learn how to use a camera like that i probably would just be back at a normal job just doing something so yep. having the opportunity to get out on the road for that 12 months was yeah probably the best thing we've ever done in our lives yes it's really yeah. interesting how, how it's changed in that way so now you're shooting weddings and you guys are so confident in, in shooting the weddings and and i'm sure you guys are obviously getting really quality stuff because all your work is from word of mouth so exactly and yeah that's yeah. yeah the best thing is we don't really have to promote our work too much because we turn up on the day we do our job people see us as people they see like they work alongside us and then they see what we can produce which i think is a good yeah. thing yeah that's, yeah, cool. that's a pretty cool transition yeah. i actually would have assumed it was the other way around so yeah, to know exactly. that it's gone that way that's um yeah. it's the other way around cool. for me actually yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so like the good thing for us like youtube is still a hobby it's definitely worth doing and um we've got like you know we're by no means you know ronnie dahl or your big fish but you know, we've got a good following and it's worth doing for us and having our media business on the side, it just allows us to mm. uh, keep YouTube more sort of as a hobby. It's worth doing, but, you know, it's not a massive issue if we don't get heaps of views yep. and yep. I can still do it because I actually love just making videos yeah. out. Yeah. Well, that's what I loved yeah, about what you said to me yesterday with, um, you know, you, you were getting sort of lower views on your first videos, but you were just enjoying the process of putting it all together and, and obviously it was an excuse to, to be out and doing what you're doing and exactly. and I've always said um if you're if you want to travel around, get a hobby that you can do on the road. Um photography is fantastic because there's only so much sitting around a campfire you can do before you actually get bored and I kinda yep. needed like something to fill that work shape hole. Yep. Uh, when we were travelling, having like a schedule and something to work towards and uh, you know, made us get up every morning before sunrise to film to or, get the shot, yeah. or to go on a bushwalk. We wouldn't have necessarily yep. gone on. We go, all right. Well, we've got to get up. We've got to get some stuff. So, and some of the best experiences we've had is because we have needed to film something. Yeah. So it's a great hobby to do on the road and definitely find something like that if yep. you want to travel. Do you find a lot of these decisions are made spontaneous? You're like you're at camp. You're like, all right. Well, we've got to go do something. So you just spontaneously make a decision to go do something? Is that yeah, sometimes a lot of our stuff or our filming style is filming what ha is happening, but then, 
yeah, I suppose we kind of just film what happens. We don't mm. always, you know, plan stuff because it changes and, yeah. you know, the weather's bad. You know, sometimes you get up for sunrise and you get up to this lookout that you've hiked up to and it's cloudy and you can't see <laughs> yeah, anything, yeah. which is a bit yeah. sad. But, yeah, it does, it kind of gives us a drive to go and do different things and see different things. The canning was a really good one because we wanted to do such a good um, – filming with that we really made the effort to go and see everything and take our time and take our time filming which i think has paid off that um i think that makes it that way of going about it makes it really genuine i think too which is which is cool and people get to hear that now and then they'll hopefully go over and have a look and see that so um you're also enjoying it more you know you're not trying to make things happen just to you know no we don't we don't ham stuff up for drama like Mm. specifically in the video like we're not gonna go up a sand dune specifically to get bogged yeah like Mm. we we film things literally as they happen um yeah so it is pretty spontaneous filming um so we've talked a lot about how you got started with camping and and all that but what what inspired you guys to to go camping what inspired you guys to to put things on on out there on social media and so i suppose um when we started going camping we were both living in sydney and obviously being in a big major city was i don't know you just want to get out you want to get away from the people we're both yeah we're both from the country originally so i think that's how it kind of started we wanted that draw to get out in nature and start seeing things obviously social media started taking off when we did that so everyone was kind of posting things and so were we but with matt's uh, drive for photography it kind of was another factor to kind of share what we were capturing and things like yep. that and i always said like at the at first it was literally my mum watching the videos so <laughs> you know and, yeah i said under 100 <laughs> subs for two years like you put a a lot of effort into something um for that long i can guarantee the majority of people quit and that's the problem with um you know if you ever want to do something unless like it's consistency and it's just still going i know a lot of people and they're almost like threatening to start a youtube channel they're like oh i'm, I'm thinking about starting it hey i'm gonna i'm gonna do it yep next month i'm gonna do you or you know they keep going i've got heaps of footage i'm just gonna put it together i'm gonna start i'm just like just release a video like start now and i can guarantee you most likely no one's gonna watch it for quite a while and as i said um it's you know people say what's your biggest you know tip for starting a youtube channel and i'm just like just start it yeah 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 yeah, that is that is so so true yeah it took ages for even my channel to actually um blow up Mm. yeah and it's just unexpected um like what, what was what was the video that that really took off for you guys oh dear so i actually had two in very quick succession i think we had probably like uh, a couple of hundred subs and so we had king's gear on the ute uh that we traveled around with that's literally what we could afford that's what we had in the ute and i had two items on the ute i had a king's tent the pop-up tent and i had a king's awning so i released a video called the king's quickie isn't it any good that's the tent and then i released a video uh, about the awning and it was called the king's awning sucks dot 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 but <laughs> and within that week i think we got about two hundred forty thousand views we had a couple hundred subs 240,000 views like i was literally refreshing the page and we'd get like sixteen thousand views an hour um it just went nuts and we had then we got like 6,000 subs within a couple of days. I'm pretty sure um, that popped up in my feed too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) To this day, it's my most watched video. Like, it's almost a bit embarrassing, but I mean, like, that draws people in and the premise of the King's uh, awning video is like, yeah, it sucks. It's kind of already broken, but it's literally the awning I could afford. So it's the best awning for me right now. Mm. And it's really funny because I released another video, like, you don't need 100K rig to tour Oz. It was about the Hilux. And some people have gone back and commented on that video and said, oh, well, look at him now and his flash rig and yeah. it's worth more than that. But 
Uh, I literally said in the video in the first few minutes, um, don't get me wrong, you know, there's a lot of guys traveling around in 100K plus rigs. Don't get me wrong, I'd absolutely love to have that one day, but right now it's just not viable. And here we are, a couple of years later, I've got it, and it's just funny how that yeah. little evolution yeah, sort of happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a great little story. So that, that was the turning point, two Kings videos. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, it was pretty consistent growth. Yeah. Yep. It was still like, you know, not massive. But. Depends which way you look at it. The, the turning point was a video where people appreciated your honesty, mm. you know? Yeah. yeah. There's a bit of humor in it as well, which I think yeah. helped and, and people could relate to it. And I think a lot of people, you know, they are seeing these really expensive rigs and just having someone say, yeah, it is kind of crap, but you know what? It's the one that I've got and that's it. So yeah. that was the premise. And yeah, was, yeah, obviously struck a chord with a few people. Yeah, beautiful. Um, right, we won't keep you much longer. Um, we'll, we'll give you... We'll get, we'll get a favorite trip from, from both. Your favorite destination, um, you've obviously seen a lot of places now, so... Yeah, we've done quite a bit now. There's a few major things we still haven't done in Australia, but we usually always say the Flinders Ranges over in South Australia yeah. is probably one of our must-do, must-see places in Australia. Yep. It's pretty accessible. It's what only part like, of it? Um, you, around like Parachuna Gorge. So we spent a lot of time out at Parachuna, which is this little town on the highway um, on the edge of the Flinders, which has a pub. That's about all it has. Three, a grand total of three people live there, and we spent our time during COVID out there because we were working at the pub. Oh, so yeah. we've spent a lot of time around the Flinders. Um, so that's kind of like the central, not as far as um, Arkarula, but more in the central, mm, not okay. as far south. Yep. So that's probably one of my favourite spots. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. We're actually traveling. We're a couple of months into our trip, and uh, we saw a guy. I helped him change his. Uh, I helped him plug a tire, and he said, "Oh." There's a pub down the road in Parachuna. They're looking for a few employees. They've got a variety bash on. There's like 100 people staying there and they need some help. So I was like, oh, we've done hospo. We'll jump in and see if they need a hand. And we ended up working there for a couple of months oh, and, wow. uh, on our lap. And this is when, you know, we were, yeah, again, just very small small fry on YouTube. And we are just, you know, just messing around and got a bit of extra cash. So that was good fun. Yeah, spontaneous. Ah, uh, look, favorite <laughs> trip. Um, yeah, Flinders is an incredible spot, but canning. Canning, yeah, amazing, and uh, I love the Simpson as well. I love just the desert country. The coast is busy; um, it's yep. hard to find. You know, in Western Australia, it's easy to find quiet places on the coast, but in that desert country, when the sun's setting, you're out having a beer and fires, you know, in front of you, and just the colours. The colours right. are just yes. in incredible. I need you to take me out there, Ronnie. Oh, mate, well, <laughs> you'll love it. Yeah, yeah. you'll take him. You have to take him yeah. yeah. in, in yeah. February, hopefully next year. It'll be very <laughs> yeah, hard, but, awesome. Uh, yeah, awesome. Uh, awesome. But I've got a question, and if you guys can just answer yes or no, because you you may need you may want to elaborate. But I'm going to force you guys to say yes or no okay. to these ones. You're just under canning in the VDJ 78, that mighty machine you guys have built. Now, would you do that, knowing what you know now, in Elsie, the HJ 47? Yes. You would. Yes, might be on the cards. <laughs> okay, <laughs> would you have done it in the extra cap Hilux? Yeah, yeah, probably. That Hilux is so... Sorry, yes. <laughs> 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 that was Fair a weapon, that thing. It yeah. just didn't break. It, like, that we, Unbreakable went, Hilux. That's, a, oh, that's the catch Exactly. Card, the only thing that went wrong is we um, snapped a belt, but it had two, so we were able to drive to Catherine to get it fixed yeah. well I had a, two drive belts on those old Hiluxes so for your one break it doesn't matter it just keeps going so <laughs> yeah but I mean canning we actually saw a, uh, an older Mazda, Mazda BT50 with a snap chassis on the canning driving limping back home so yeah, yeah right. it happens but no I'll do it neither of those vehicles um, okay awesome. yeah we actually have a bit of a a trip planned through the Simpson in uh, specifically 80s Toyotas we've got an old 87 Hilux back at the farm 
that it was my granddad's old Hilux that I want to get out of the shed and uh, take Elsie. And then our travel buddy Adrian has an old HJ47 unit. Is that? We've got a oh, few people, can... so I reckon we'll be Toyota just all people. 80s, 80s Toyotas. <laughs> yeah, 80s Toyotas. I reckon it'll be pretty cool. Uh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, Matt and Holly, thank you very much for, no, for joining us. It's no, the end thanks. of the day, so um, yeah, lips are getting dry from all the talking. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. how, how are we going to fix that? Yeah, well, I reckon, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I a couple, couple of shelters, shelters. Yeah. A couple of shelters. <laughs> oh, I think we can actually crack these. Doing my job, that's good. Yeah, um, yeah, nice. But, yeah, thank you very much. So, yeah, Matt and Holly, the Overland Travellers. Um, yeah, thanks again for joining us. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks, fellas. Really appreciate it. Cheers. Much forward drive podcast, Driven by Shelter.